Welcome to the Move Forward Podcast with Dr. Kim Moss. We are here to move you forward in the call of God for your life, your career, and your ministry through prophetic insight, practical teaching, and powerful conversations with influential leaders. Never throw away your confidence. It is time to move forward. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the Move Forward podcast. I am your host, as usual, Dr. Kim Moss. And today we are continuing the last couple of episodes because we knew we needed one more with Joshua Silverberg. Joshua, I'm so glad that you're with us because um, we just not finished talking. And I know that there is so much more that we need to talk about, especially in regards to healing. So I'm so glad that you are here today. For those of you who have not listened to the last two podcasts, the last two episodes, I'm here today with Joshua Silverberg, and he is uh, a, a Grammy-nominated uh, producer, singer, songwriter, and uh, and he's my friend, and he is uh, a healing evangelist-type minister, and um, you're going to get to know him, I just encourage you to go back and listen to the last two episodes of the Move Forward podcast so that you can hear about him personally. You can hear the things we talked about. You can receive the prayer and the impartation that came about during that last time. But as we talked off recording, uh, I knew that we had to do a third episode. So welcome, Josh. And you know what? Listen, Joshua, when you uh, Let's just start with you had an encounter today um, and you have a little testimony to share. So would you start with your testimony of what happened today at your house? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Michaela and I, uh, we just moved into a new house, which is a major blessing. But anyone that knows when you move into a new house and you're the first one to live there, you kind of work out all the kinks and stuff. So, and this is our first experience of that, and it's been a major blessing, but we've had electricians over 10 times to chase down the, the blinking lights and all that stuff. But it's so interesting how God uses an inconvenience, right? Something that we think, this is wasting all my time, it's keeping me from what I'm called to do, right? This thing is just in my way. But really, what happened this morning is, you know, there was a they call it a forensic electrician is super serious, you know, forensic engineer electrician was here, like the top dog that you can get. And then two other electricians and working through the problem. And it turns out they figured out some of it, but you know, before he got here, I just, it had imagination, let's call it where I just, I could see it happening. I felt like the guy that was coming was a believer and I felt like he had back issues. And I felt like he was going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, like speaking in tongues and stuff. And so he gets here. And at the end, I just asked them to come into the, you know, this living room area. And I, was, I have one more thing to show you. And I'm like, well, this isn't electric, like related. But I just went into, I believe you have a, you have a bulging disc. I heard bulging disc. And he's like, yes. And I, and the Lord's going to heal you. And he's like, Absolutely. So, you know, I sit him down in the chair and I, you know, show when you have one leg shorter than the other and you pray for someone's alignment. We did that. And while we're doing that, the two other electricians are being touched by the power of God. One of them starts, you see tears coming down his face. And then he stands up and he 
with it's in, when someone gets healed, it really is confusing for your mind, mm-hmm. you know? So you can see him like he believed in healing. He believed because of the words of knowledge that he was going to get healed. But even after moving around and not finding the pain anymore, you know, you see him go, well, I think, I think, I think it's done. I, wow. Huh? Like, <laughs> you know, and then uh-huh. it was so beautiful because then we prayed for the other electrician and I heard pinched nerves and asked about that. And he said, yeah. And then we went and I had the first electrician pray for the second electrician and the second electrician, you know, experienced a degree of relief. The reason why I say degree of relief is because I wasn't really going testing and going, okay, is it all gone? Is a hundred percent gone? Is every bit gone? You know, and, it could have been, but I didn't check that. I just knew that they said it feels better. And I didn't feel like it was time to like really press in because that's what they needed. They needed a sign that God was with them and that he loved them, you know, to, to yeah. call them out. And man, it was just awesome. So that was a good morning. <laughs> that's, that is a good morning. I think that when when you were telling me about this earlier, you said something that I think that is important for us to talk about for just a second before we move on. And that is, you said that even though you've done this many times, and I I, I have I also have the same, uh, I go through the same thing, even though I've done it many times. You said you had, you know, nerves and all of that. Talk to me about that a little bit. How did, how did you feel? And, and, um, and is this something you go through every single time? I don't know if it's every single time. I think probably every time in different degrees. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, this one, I was feeling pretty nervous, really, you know, like you feel the, the prompting of the Lord. And, and he started early, like before they even got here, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of advanced notice. He knew that he knew that I needed some help <laughs> today. So that, and then when he got here, you know, you just feel the compassion of the Lord and you're just like, these guys will just listen to me. Like we've been talking about this stuff for an hour. So, but you feel it. It's like just this nervousness, this anxiousness, only when you go to do this, not when you're doing anything else, you know, that something's there. They don't, you know, I'm not going to, I don't know what it is. If it's part me, if it's the enemy, if it's, I don't really know, whatever it is, it's trying to get me to not be obedient in that moment. But then once I started speaking, it was like the, that left, you know? So I encourage people, if you feel like you're, you know, God's telling you to do stuff and you, you keep backing off of because you feel the fear and the nervousness, it's kind of like once you take that first step and you start going like the, the Lord takes over, the Holy Spirit takes over, like he will help you, you know, but we do have to take that first step. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's very true. We do have to take that first step. Have you ever, have you ever got it wrong? I mean, I mean, have you ever, um, I probably know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway, for the people who are listening. So you're moving out in healing and, you feel like God is showing you stuff about people like words of knowledge. We call that 
words of knowledge. When you are prompted by the Holy Spirit, like you said, you felt like you had a bulging disc and you felt like the Lord told you that. He did not tell you that, right? The Lord shared that with you. You felt like you had that. You weren't sure if it was your imagination or what, but it was placed there. So have you ever gone to talk to somebody about that and you were completely wrong? How did you deal with that? Yes. I feel like, man, I could be wrong maybe 25% of the time. Mm -hmm. And maybe 25% that is in the right column, people are being nice to me. So maybe I'm right half percent of the time. <laughs> but I feel like it's not really, it's not about being the right or wrong, but just moving in love. Because God uses those opportunities. You know, there's so many times I've said something, hey, walk up to somebody, hey, do you have this? And they're like, no. But then they go, why do you ask? You know, why would you ask that? And then that opens up a door. Well, I just love praying for people. And I just was trying to find something to pray for you about. And they're like, <laughs> oh, I don't have this, but I have this other thing. Do you want to pray for that? <laughs> you know, so. Right. And it could be a complete stranger, you know what I mean? And yeah, and it even I've even experienced this when I've prayed for strangers in public who haven't been healed. They've been so touched by God, like drips of tears streaming down their face. Oh. And I ask them, okay, so how does your stomach feel? Or how does your knee feel? And they're like, oh, it's still the same. And they're weeping. And then I'm like, well, God's obviously doing something. <laughs> so it's, it's, I feel like he's so concerned mostly that the person knows that he loves them. Yeah. You know, and yeah. healing is a big avenue towards that, you know, and uh, stepping out, just you simply stepping out in fear, stepping out in anxiety to ask someone these simple words, how can I pray for you? Or can I pray for you? Just that will get you over the line. You don't need like a word of knowledge. If you see someone hurt, you know, or if someone's highlighted at a grocery store, they don't have to show a physical symptom. You can just walk up to them and be like, how are you doing today? I just feel like I should pray for you. How can I pray for you? It's true. And it, and it does take, it does take a measure of, of boldness. You know, I think that um, for me too, if, even if I feel really, really moved by the Holy Spirit for someone, there's still always that little bit of, well, I might get this wrong. I might look dumb, you know, and, and you do have to move beyond that. But like you said, the experience, I've never had an experience that was bad. You know, I have had the experience where I've said, I really, you know, I, when I say to somebody, I, I feel like um, the Lord has spoken to me about you and I, I would love to pray for you. Would that be okay? And I've had people say no, you know, not very often. I would, I mean, it's really rare. It's been really rare. Um, but I have had, have people done that. And you just have to be able to say, you know, um, doing this with the Lord, moving with the Lord and, and blessing people and loving people for God has to be more important than, than that, you know, and, and God gets you past that. But I also have had the, the 
experience where I've been really nervous or, you know, and I've stepped past that and I've been wrong. And, but people have been so blessed that I would even bother. Yeah. You know, people are like, they are so touched that you would even offer to pray with them. And I, and I've had people who have, you probably have had this too. I've had people that will say, well, I don't really believe in God, but you can pray for me. And then afterwards, they are so moved that I would be bothered for them that I would, you know, that I would bother to want to bless them. And, um, and they receive the prayer. I've had atheists, you know, people or people who are, you know, Buddhist or something like that, be so touched and be, and be like, I agree with that prayer. And I so receive that, <laughs> you know, and God, God will touch them. You know, when you come with, with love, I mean, who doesn't want to receive that? Right. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Well, one of the questions, Joshua, that I wanted to ask you the last time, and we just didn't have time because the Holy Spirit just sort of took over. Um, but there's a brand new song out and, um, and it's called Too Good to Not Be True. And, um, and you were not the first person to send it to me. I, when we talked the other day and you sent me that song and somebody else, uh, one, of, one of my girlfriends actually sent me the song. And I put it on in my car when I was driving. And I mean, I got so wrecked listening to this song and I was screaming. I was screaming to the song and, and I started interceding to the song because, you know, it it talks about how, um, God, you've done things that I don't even understand and, and I can't even comprehend it. And that's OK. And it's probably better that way because you are mysterious and, and good God. And then it talks about. I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen mental health uh, uh, healed. I've seen families restored. I've seen people deliver from their bondage. And, and as, as that was playing, because most of us have been through this crazy time called the pandemic, you know, and, and lots of turmoil and division in our country and some in our churches. And, um, and of course we've been home and it's been, and for those of us in ministry, some of that has changed. You know, I know that for myself, of course, um, most of my travel was knocked out last year and most of it this year, although things are beginning to open up. And then I moved to another state. And, and as I've moved to another state, of course, everything is different. And I, and I don't know many people. And so um, I haven't had as much um, opportunity to do the healing and the prophetic and all the things that that normally have been a part of my life up until now, like daily part of my life until now. And so there's been lots of periods of time when I'm I'm just home on my in my land, my new land. And um, and as I'm listening to this, I mean, the Lord is reminding me about all the testimonies, mm -hmm. all the things that I've seen him do. And it really stirred up my faith again. I think it's, it's just a fantastic song. So in the credits, I noticed that it has your name. It has your name in the credits. And um, so I want to hear about, I mean, I really, truly, I've been singing this song at the top of my lungs, but you're mentioned in the, in the credits. Would you tell me a little bit about this song? How did it, how did it come about? What's the significance? What, what did you have to do with this? And, and tell us a little bit about this song. Okay. So interestingly enough, you know, and this is, this song is very incredibly healing for me personally. 
And the guys that, you know, started and completed the entirety of the song, Brandon Lake from Bethel Music, Chris Davenport from Hillsong, and Cody Carnes from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, who's married to Carrie, who, you know, everyone knows Cody and Carrie. So, or I would think you do. Carrie Joe, for to clarify for those who know who I'm talking about. Um, they're writing the song, and these are really from the biggest movements, incredible worship artists, like, and just incredible people. And they Brandon texts me the days working on it, and I'm I'm moving that day. I'm and if anyone's experienced moving, it's probably the worst thing you could do. <laughs> it's it's something it's so exciting going into it but then when you do it you're like wait a minute should i be moving did are we making a mistake so we're doing this and i'm just sore from carrying boxes up and down and all the stuff and he you're still in nashville like, aren't you did you move out of nashville uh just down the street really so oh, we, okay we moved from a place that had one bathroom to more than one bathroom so but that would be good. good when you have children yeah, thank <laughs> Lord. So, uh, thank you, Jesus, for that. So, <laughs> he texts me and he's like, "You know, we're writing this song right now. We're we're including you in on it. You know, it's going to be awesome." And truthfully, when I got that text, I was like, "It would I would feel really included if I was actually in that writing room, not if you were telling me <laughs> that you're including me." You know, but. And I'm just bringing this up as a point because I feel like God does a lot of things on our behalf and we get favor. But when we don't see them with really the eyes of what God is doing, we even complain about gifts God has given us. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like just think about that for a minute. These guys are texting me, including me on a song that they're writing and I'm not even in the room. So then later that, you know, he, they tell me why and they all just tell me and it's so humbling and so really healing truly healing because of their generosity like they've been in rooms where they've seen healing manifest you know how it's how it's affected their lives through various things and i was on a a live prayer on brandon's recording and they watched it before they wrote the song and then when they're writing the course, they're like, this is Josh, Josh says this, this is totally him. You know, we need this line and like, yes, he's in the song and all this stuff. And you know, it. and I'm just listening, like, just kind of taken back. Like you want to, you want to do something that matters, yeah. you know, like, yeah, you know, and for these guys to be influenced and then take healing on all their concerts, you know, take the full gospel of Jesus yeah. because they said somehow I lived it out in a way that they haven't seen. And really it's just, I would say maybe my age demographic, there hasn't been a whole lot of people moving publicly. Um, it's been resurging, thankfully, but there just hasn't been a lot, especially in, I would say like a mega church type yeah. popular church environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it seems to be like there's a trend to be more put together and polished. Yeah. And you, there's not a lot of time to 
go after healing and deliverance and that kind of thing. So thankfully, like the church I attend belonging, they do both somehow. I don't know how, but one of the few that do, they're very polished and very powerful. So praise the Lord. Yeah. And uh, the reason why it's healing for me, and you're not aware of this, and if you please go listen to the previous podcasts, my first session 10 years ago in Nashville. So I'm really excited. My first signed writer, my first signed artist, you know, this is after I was in a, in a signed band and that kind of fell apart. Then I moved to Nashville and this is my second chance in the industry, you know, like the first thing kind of didn't work out. And then in that songwriting room, you know, the guy who has a lot of number ones, and I don't blame him for this, but he looks at the artist and he goes, okay, you sing. And then he looks at me, he goes, you sing. And he goes, okay, don't sing anymore. And I didn't sing for eight years. Oh my gosh. And I came into agreement with this lie that yeah. God can't use my voice. I must have a terrible voice. You know, like I combine that with the failure in my mind, a failure of a signed band I was in. I was a lead singer of a signed band back in the day and it didn't work out. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm just not good enough, you know, and through college, you know, I didn't make music ministries. I didn't, I didn't at ORU, you know, they didn't pick me, but like Ryan Tedder, if you're familiar with him from One Republic, he was like auditioning before me and I'd carry Joe behind me. So it was tough competition those days. I'll say. <laughs> so anyway, it's okay that I didn't make it, but like I just had such a massive insecurity about my voice and it was more than my voice. It was really the message that God wants to speak through me. Yeah. And Satan comes for your voice. You may not yeah. be an active singer, but he comes for your voice. You know, because yes. God has given you a specific message, a specific revelation of his love, you know, unique experiences, unique things that you have overcome that other people need to hear. We cannot overcome the devil without the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And if he's if the devil can silence that word from your mouth, he's he's winning, you right. know. Yeah. So he hasn't won, but you guys know what I'm saying. So like. Thank you, Jesus. So like that generosity of them, including me in the opposite spirit of a really a music industry wound, you know, just started another inner healing thing, you know, and then I got this all in the same week, someone prophesied over my life, you know, there's dead dreams inside of you. And I'm like rolling my eyes. I didn't know this guy. You know, I'm like, I don't even think that way, dead dreams. I'm like, my dream is God's dream. What are you talking about? Like, that's that's a Christianity I don't believe in. You know, we don't dream to be millionaires and just be them, you know, like, and and then and then he goes, and you're supposed to sing. I'm like, oh, that's how I know you're really wrong. <laughs> He's so wrong. <laughs> but then you know when you get a word or like someone speaks something and it doesn't leave you. Yeah. Yes. So even in the moment. I was like, totally wrong. I just said, thank you, walked away. I'm like, wow, that guy really missed it. Like me sing, he doesn't know me. Like I record some of the best singers there are. I'm not gonna sing, like no way. Why am I supposed to sing? So 
then it wouldn't leave me alone. It wouldn't leave me alone. And then in another songwriting session, I was with a, an artist who got signed when she was 40. Her name's Hope Darst, worship artist. Mm. And she put out her first CD during the pandemic. Wow. Massive single came out called Peace Be Still. It's a really great song. Wow. And so she like spotted it right away. And that's when I experienced another level of inner healing. She said, repeat this after me. She saw it on me. She said, I come out of agreement that God cannot use my voice. And I couldn't say it. I stood there. I couldn't say it. It took like a minute or two of like fighting through this thing. And then she would pray over me, you know, like Satan, remove that curse in Jesus name. We take that off of his throat, free his throat in the name of Jesus. God has given him a voice. He's given him a calling. He's given him something to say. He can't be silenced. And then I was finally able to say it and boom, wow, the freedom that I experienced. It was like I got a whole new confidence. It was so much more than singing. And singing is definitely part of it because it relates to what I do. But like, I just feel like I can speak the word of God confidently. Like there, I don't know, like my whole life is carrying a new confidence. There's a piece of my confidence stolen by the enemy. Yeah. And because I came into agreement with someone's word, hey, don't sing anymore. And they didn't mean don't sing for the rest of your life. They didn't mean what I took it as. Right. You know, so there could have been a, lots of reasons for that person to say that in that moment. Maybe you wanted to hear the other artist's melody. Maybe you wanted to, he was used to writing a certain way. He didn't know me. You know, there's so many reasons. It wasn't mean intention, but we can perceive things and agree with things um, that can really be harmful. Yeah, I think that's so true. First of all, I'm so glad that you that you got free of that. I mean, you guys, you have to go back and listen to the to the last two episodes, but especially that second one. He sings over us, and you have a beautiful voice, very beautiful voice. But not only that, you're called to preach, and if your voice is silenced, how will you preach? You know, and it says that that how will how will the lost be saved if they if except by preaching and how will they hear, you know, unless we do preach. And so, yeah, you you definitely have a call to that. And uh, and I I absolutely can see you uh, doing both on a single platform, you know, and moving from one to the other to the other preaching and singing and giving testimony. And our witness is always through our voice. You know, our, our witness is through our voice and, uh, and we are given words and our words have life and death in them. And of course, our words are, um, are, they're God speech. They're, they are a gift of God to us. And, uh, so how beautiful, I'm so glad that that was restored for you, but I feel the Holy spirit again, so strongly. And I can tell that those there are those who are listening right now who they are reminded right now of something that was said to them at some point in their life that became for them um, like a mantra or, you know, a, a noose around their neck and have have prevented them from moving forward in some way. You know, the enemy likes to take something like that and and 
take it and it's a lie, of course, and he likes to use it like drawing a line in the sand. I always say it's like, like he draws a line in the sand in front of us and we don't dare move beyond that, you know, and, um, but beyond that actually is where God wants to take us so that he can do the miraculous through us for, for the sake of others, of course. So I, I'm going to have you pray for us of course, and, and bring us out of agreement with whatever lie in our life that has stolen our voice. You know, the Bible says, therefore, Hebrews 10, 35 to 39, therefore do not throw away your confidence for it has a rich reward for you have need of endurance so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what is promised for he who is coming will come and will not delay. And my righteous ones, they live by faith. And if you shrink back, I will not be praised pleased, but you're not of those who shrink back. But that word confidence, you know, in our, in our growing up and often we think of confidence as a self-confidence, but that's not what that word means. And in Hebrews, we it's the word confidence is there a lot, but the actual word in, in the Greek actually means um, a, a trust in the Lord and an, a faith and knowing in who God is and what he has said to us, that that becomes in us a strength and a confidence that does what? This is very interesting, but it brings a flow of the prophetic out of our lives so that we preach the prophetic word of God. That's That's what confidence is, you know, and that's exactly what was stolen from you by this lie, right? And how many people listening to us right now have had the same thing? happen to them. So let's pray for them, Joshua. Don't you think we should right now? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you, even as we are talking about this, you are reminding people right now of really lies that we've accepted that that mm -hmm. are not from your lips, mm -hmm. that are not from your thoughts, that are not things that you've spoken over us. Yeah. So Holy Spirit, will you come and illuminate what that is right now? What has stolen our voice? What have we agreed with mm -hmm. that isn't on your heart, Jesus? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And now we, we bring those things to you, Jesus, and we come out of agreement with those. Mm -hmm. So everyone that's listening now, I just want you to repeat that just say, I come out of agreement with this lie that has stolen my voice. Mm -hmm. I come into agreement that God desires to use my voice. Yes. That God wants to use my voice. And in the mighty name of Jesus, I break off every lie, every stronghold, every false belief, every word curse spoken over you, even by loved ones, well-meaning. In the name of Jesus, I break that off. That noose be loosed around your neck, be loosened now and cut. That shackle around your voice. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, a holy confidence to come back into your life, a boldness, a fire of the Holy Ghost, and everything that was stolen be returned now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thanks, Lord.
if you have any doubt at all, I want you to know that Jesus said to his disciples, and it's not just those that he was walking with at the time in the gospels, but it's to disciples in every age because scripture is, is written by the flow of the Holy Spirit, was inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it was meant for the audience at the time and, um, and for all those who would re read it for all time. But Jesus told them that you will go into uh, Judea and Sumeria and Jerusalem and all the uttermost parts of the world, and you will be my witnesses. To be a witness to Jesus means that you are giving the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is speaking about him, about who he is, what he's done in your life, about uh, scripture, about bringing people into understanding that Jesus has something more for their lives, giving glory to God, giving glory to Jesus, bringing the testimony of your life. This this is being a witness to Jesus. He commands us and he sends us out to be his witnesses. And this is the spirit of prophecy. You know, when we prophesy, we are declaring what God is doing, will do, has done. And, um, and, and Jesus is always the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. And so what he's done for me, he can do for you. He can do for another person. And how will you give a witness to Jesus if, if your voice is cut off in any way, in any shape or form? So this is for you right now. Let him restore your voice. Thanks, Joshua, for giving that testimony. Wow, that was really precious. Amen. I feel like I want to move into just a couple of testimonies and then pray for healing. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So I feel like all these episodes have been cleansing us and delivering us as we're doing it. It's just mm -hmm. awesome. <laughs> like I could do this every day. So um, thank you, Jesus. So praise the Lord. So I want to share and really, guys, I want you to know what's available. You know, and one of the best ways that I grew in healing was hearing testimonies. Mm -hmm. I would hear these testimonies and I would go, if God did that for them, if God moved that way, then I, then I could receive it or I could pray for someone and that could happen. So uh, keep in mind, guys, this is, I would say fairly new for the last five years of my life have I been moving in this way and I'm not like a pastor or on staff on a church. I have a full-time job and I'm a dad. So, awesome. so this is this is for everyone, absolutely. So I'm just gonna tell a couple of my more favorite testimonies. I don't I share all of these often, but the first one I wanna share is uh, I was on the phone. This is a healing of, of cancer, uh, brain tumors when someone is not in the physical room. So I was on the phone with another producer and an artist. And this artist, she goes, my nephew, you know, has cancer. I don't know how old, but he's a child. And I'm not allowed to pray because the mom, they're actually um, some kind of like minister that doesn't believe in healing. So she won't let me pray. So she's like, how do I pray? And I thought, 
well, that's easy. You pray like this. So we just start going after it, <laughs> you know, and personally, this doesn't have to be a rule of thumb, but what I like doing when people are not in the room, I pray, you know, till I just feel something break, maybe five, 10 minutes. And then I repeat that just a couple times, you know, because they're not in the room. When someone's in the room, you can test it. Yeah. Like, how's your back now? Oh, it's 50% better. Let's pray again. How about now? Right. Okay, let's pray again. So I just do that. And it doesn't have to be a formula, but I'm just saying what's worked for me. So we did that. And then two months later, you know, or maybe not two months later, maybe I found about it two months later, he sends me a video of this kid leaving the hospital, ringing the cancer-free bell. He texts back on the very next scan, the doctors have no idea where the tumors went. It was not supposed to go that way. It was a terminal thing, but he's gone out of the hospital, cancer-free, cancer's gone, ringing the bell, praise the Lord, Jesus wins, cancer's defeated. Amen. Amen. So <laughs> this can happen when someone's not in the room. I'm going to give you another story of oh, cancer Jesus. healed when they're not in the room. So this is the second time I was at Seco service. This was March of 2019. And there's a, a female that came through the line with a picture of her grandmother, you know, and this is, this is, I'll give you another method of what I do. If I'm praying for someone in person for their loved one, and we can't call them, I say, do you have a picture of them? Yeah. And for me, that just helps me like, look at the person and have like a point of contact, you know, so I'll lay my hands on their picture. And for me, I'm like, hey, that's just like me in the spirit laying my hands on them. So there's no distance here mm -hmm. in the Holy Spirit. So he, God is everywhere. God's in me. We can lay hands. That's right. In distance. So we're doing this thing. And she tells me the story. She had several surgeries. The cancer spread everywhere into her whole body. She, she did all the radiation chemo and she was sent home on hospice. Mm. Now she did sign up for another round of treatment which everyone said, don't do, it's going to kill you. But she just wasn't, didn't want to do the hospice thing. So yeah. we pray, tell that cancer to go in the name of Jesus, tell every spirit of death to go in the name of Jesus. And then I see um, Olivia is her, is her, uh, the daughter's or granddaughter's name. She sends me this beautiful testimony that the cancer is totally gone. Like they can't find it anywhere. Jesus. Just gone out of the body. No one knows how it, it definitely was not that one extra round of chemo or radiation. Like it was nothing. It was only Jesus, the power of Jesus. This is the testimony because cancer is not a bigger thing than a headache to God. No, that's right. You know, that's right. I will say this in the Bible. When the disciples had an issue, they ran into the demonic. That's right. So I want to say most cases where we run into issues, chances are, I believe, because of that scripture and my experience combined, I will say a lot of times it's the demonic. Yeah. You know, right. so go after like everything that we did on episode one and two is going after the demonic, inner healing, cutting curses. You know, like all this stuff, these these are the things that the demons feed on. 
That's right. I didn't plan on sharing this testimony. I'll share it really quick. So there's a lady healed of Lyme's disease, but when we first prayed, no, there's no changes, no symptoms change. She goes to the doctor and the genetic marker for Lyme's is out of her body. And another like autoimmune blood marker was out, but she still had all the symptoms. Her body was still in pain. Mm. And I was just, I got really excited because I'm like, oh man, so you're telling me the report of the Lord is she's healed. The report of the doctor is this is a genetic miracle and you're healed, but your body is not listening. I'm like, right. this is awesome for so many reasons <laughs> because you're gonna get healed. Like there's no doubt. So we schedule another prayer. And then in the process between prayer one and prayer two, she goes for counseling and she tells me, I didn't tell anyone about this, but I was abused as a kid and this kind of thing happened. Then we go after that. And then all the symptoms leave her body. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. Sometimes we don't actually, yes, she needed a genetic miracle for her Lyme's disease to be healed. That's a genetic miracle. But what can keep sickness in your body is actually the soul wound. Yeah, trauma. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, and there's not a scripture on this, so Kim can speak into this. I feel like when someone experiences a major healing, but maybe the sickness comes back, Mm -hmm. I feel a lot of times a reason why it's not because God changed his mind and said, no, I'm not healing you. That was what I thought yesterday. It was because there's a part of their soul or there's a way that this sickness or demonic force got back into the body. Mm-hmm. And they can come through these really undealt with, you know, access points. Yes. Yeah, soul wounds. Yes. Absolutely. So, and because it says when you receive deliverance, just like when you receive healing, you know, and uh, and the enemy is removed because illness really um, comes from, from, you know, of course, your body is reacting to something that is going on in it. But, um, but it's a form of darkness. It's a form, you know, the enemy brings illness. Um, and so, and so if we deliver you from that, or you receive healing from that, but you entertain symptoms, or you haven't filled that plate, you haven't gotten healed in your soul uh, for those things, or you, um, or you haven't, you you really haven't believed that you are healed or, you know, there's all kinds of different open doors that can happen. And then the enemy just comes back and he brings that illness right back. So um, those things, those, so those things can happen. The Bible says that the enemy goes around waterless places looking for another place. And if you haven't filled up that place, of course, with the Holy spirit, then he brings back, he brings it back seven times worse. And so there's other passages of scripture like that, that show us that, that um, we need to make sure that we care for ourselves in a way that closes those kinds of doors. Praise the Lord. There's a, I feel like cancer is going to be healed during this podcast. So I'm going to tell two more, uh, just cancer ones really quick is when I was checking into the hotel room, this is the third time that I went to see coast. This was August of 2019. The reason why it's a big deal, you have to, I don't know if we talked about, oh, you read it in my bio. It's a big deal to me. It's the first service someone's asked me to come out and really is the only, I've been to two other churches. So 
<laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. But it's, such, it's so beautiful what happened there. Anyway, I'm checking into the hotel for the third time into this church in South Carolina, Seacoast. And the person I was checking me in was like, oh, by the way, I was healed of cancer last time you were here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow, it would be really cool for you to tell me that some other way. But I'm glad yes. I'm finding out this way. And she said it so nonchalantly. And isn't that awesome? It should be so, so nonchalantly. When you hear about someone's backache getting healed, you don't think, you don't start shouting it from the rooftop so that we should praise we should. God that way because he deserves yeah. it, mm -hmm. but it doesn't change like your paradigm. So these testimonies of cancer, I pray that they get so normal, Jesus, so regular. Yes. Amen. That the number one, not only prevention and cure of cancer is going to a Christian for prayer. That's the word on the street. The Mayo Clinic is losing business to the average day Christian. Like that our results are That's so awesome. much better yeah. that people are like, oh, you want to know how you get deal with that cancer? Find a Christian. Just find right. one on the street. Who believes in Jesus? Just find one and they will help you. So praise the Lord. So is that. And there's another lady we prayed for. This was in the back room before one of the services at Seacoast. Um, she had a bone cancer, terminal bone cancer. Her name is Victoria, which I like, Victory. And we're praying for her, you know, and sometimes you feel things while you pray and you just, or even a reaction from the other person. This was nothing. Didn't feel much. You almost pray, you almost over pray because you're like waiting for a feeling, you know, yeah. you just, and she's just like completely stonewalled. And then I just ask how, you know, how are you going? What's going on? She's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm like, do you feel anything? She's like, nope, but it's okay. You know, like I know I'm yeah. healed. No big deal. <laughs> and I thought she's probably just saying that. I don't know if she believes that. And then we get the testimony back on her next scan that all the cancer is out of her bones. <laughs> but there's no like, there's no spark. There's no wow. You know, like. And I said, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's yeah. We're not healed by feeling we're healed by the word of God. And everybody reacts differently. You know, some, some people, um, you won't see anything on their face. They won't cry. They won't change their expression. They're not. And so you have, you have nothing. You're just praying by faith. Others, they start weeping and you can tell God is moving. You know, sometimes they laugh or sometimes they start screaming. I have heat on my chest, you know, these kinds of things. But, but yes, sometimes it's exactly like what you said. You get nothing, you get nothing and you, and you don't, you don't know. And sometimes nothing actually feels like it happened. And then weeks later, you find out that something actually did happen. So true. Can't go by yeah, your feelings. So, yeah. So let's center, let's center our hope. Let's center our affection yeah. on the word of God, on the spoken word of Jesus, That's on right. the Holy Ghost that lives inside of you, not the senses. Mm -hmm. You know, these are tools, these are helpful. You know, I love them, but our true hope is not even in any type of feeling, but is only in the word of Jesus Christ. That's right. So here's another one. So this is uh, at a coffee shop in Nashville called The Well on Granny Pike. So if anyone visits that place, 
or drives by, you can think of the story because I do when I'm there. You know, I see this couple like walk in and I hear Parkinson's and I'm like, wow, that's a strong word of knowledge. And how do you even introduce? tell some a stranger that that's almost insulting you know what i mean like yes so i'm with a friend his name's monday martin he's a wild evangelist find him on facebook he's like one of these guys that no one really he's not like on a main stage but he's out there every day bringing people to christ he's in there buying everyone a coffee in this coffee shop and handing out bibles you know, oh, yeah. it's just awesome. <laughs> so he's doing that. We're meeting for coffee. So then they come over. They're like, thanks so much for the coffee, you know. And she introduced, hey, this is my brother. He's visiting and he has Parkinson's. And I went, Lord, what are you doing right now? What? Like, wow. I'm like kind of taken off guard, honestly. Like, how do I pray for this? So then I just ask, well, can we pray for you? And she speaks up. She goes, well, he doesn't really like to be touched. We're going to go sit down, but thanks anyway. But it, it just wouldn't leave. And then I thought, you know what? If he doesn't want to be touched, we're going to pray over this napkin. And we're going to give it to them. So Monday and myself, we got the napkin from the well. We're praying over it. In the name of Jesus, we bless this napkin with the healing virtues of Jesus Christ in the same way that Paul's tent cloths went out. Healed and delivered, Lord. We know you've done it there. You can do it here. We release the saving, healing, delivering power of Jesus Christ on this napkin. So then we take that and we give it to the sister and said, I know he doesn't want to be touched. We're not trying to be rude, but just give him this napkin. It'll be, we say, it'll be the same as us praying for him. And she goes, okay. I didn't know if she would do it. We walk out. We see her give it to him. And we leave. And I was thinking, man, I wonder if I should stay around for this. But we just go. And I never saw that woman before. And then the following week, I see this woman, the same one. And she looks at me. She's like, wait, 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 wait. And I'm like, what? She's like, his hand's working now. And I'm like, what? His hand's working. And I'm so stunned and shocked that I didn't ask the questions I wish I could have. Like, what do you mean it's not like... Like, was it shaking super bad? And now it's not, I'm assuming that's it. Yeah. So they're not necessarily believers, although we gave them like the gospel message in the Bible. She goes, yeah, his wife called me and she says he's experiencing these changes and his hands working. And, and she's like, why is that? And she said that she answered to her. She's like, I don't know. Like these crazy guys gave us a napkin. Don't ask. Like, I don't know what's happening here. And we we're just like, Yes, that's Jesus. You know, that's Jesus. And I left, honestly, like my mind was not comprehending what God was doing. It was not ready to receive what God was doing. It was like, what? And then I had to process that as I sat in the car and I went, no, no. You know, you know, <laughs> Lord, make our minds ready in season and out of season. Like yeah. Parkinson's. Why is that too hard for God? It isn't. Right. Just be obedient. Let's go after it. The standard is Jesus Christ. I'm telling you guys. Amen. And here's another one I, I, I want to tell you. During COVID, I saw a lot of amazing miracles I've never seen before through Zoom, through the phone. Here's another phone one. Okay. So 
it is tied to Seacoast Church. The pastor messages me, hey, and a leader of our church fell down unconscious. The son found him. They brought him to the hospital, and he's showing no brain activity. So he's hooked up to the machines. Uh, really, the machines are telling everybody he's dead. So they said, I got a message. So I call this pastor, and I tell him the testimony of another emergency situation that by the time we hung up, there was a doctor texting in saying that there was a miraculous turnaround. So I told him, by the time we hang up, the same thing's going to happen. We pray. And I mean, he gets a text or a message. It was either around the time we hung up. I don't remember the details. So forgive me on that. So I don't remember the details of when, but very close or that time he gets a message. Hey, his brain is showing activity. Within a week, <laughs> so awesome. within a week, he is a week or two. He is released from the hospital. Not only is he fully functioning, and just so God gets the glory. And oh, he was only brain dead a certain amount of time, so it wasn't bad <laughs> enough, right? He had a scar on his eye that was completely healed. Oh There's my a scar gosh! In his retina, from some other thing previous, that was completely healed. Just so everyone knew, okay, this was God. This wasn't yes. a, a random accident. You know, and truthfully, that week, another brain dead person came back. Oh, my gosh. And this one, uh, I prayed with someone who was going into the hospital. You know, he was part of an online ministry in Australia. I prayed with this guy. This guy went into, and he's a real estate agent, people. So he's, he's not a pastor. He's a real estate agent. Goes into the hospital. He, this is during COVID. He had to get special permission. And this is in, a, uh, in a, not Australia, but a similar country. So he goes in. The doctors are surrounding him. The nurses are all looking at him. They're like, you have 15 minutes. Go ahead, pray. So he is all this pressure, right? So he's just like, whatever. He puts his hand on the body. He, They're praying, 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 praying. And the body starts shaking. Color starts coming back into the eye. And the eyelids are flickering. Keep in mind, none of this family are believers. None of them are Christian. None of them are any of this. So he doesn't like fully wake up, but he shows signs of something happening. So he leaves. And the next morning, this guy wakes up and is alive today. <laughs> out of the hospital. Praise the Lord. So, Jesus, you know, released Lord within Jesus. a couple of weeks, you know, there's, they go through like a coming back situation and half the family gives their life to Christ. Oh, come on. Come on, Jesus. Come on. You know, this is the God we serve. It's let's get ourselves out of the picture. You know, I'm not good enough to be healed. I don't deserve to be healed. Yeah. Seriously. Jesus gets to decide that. And he already did look at what he did to get your healing. He has decided that every single person deserves it, not because of what they did, but because of what Jesus did. did. That's right. So take yourself out of the equation on the receiving end. Take yeah. yourself out of the equation on the giving end. You mm -hmm. can't be good enough to pray for someone for healing. No. If you could, 
we would not need Jesus. If there was one perfect among us, everyone would be going to hell and congratulations, you would be the one going to heaven. But right. that's not how it is. Every single person as best as we could be is filthy rags. It just is. That's we right. need the saving redemption of Jesus Christ, of his blood, of his sacrifice. The qualifier is not us, it is Jesus. And he that's has called you not only to pray for the sick, but to receive healing. So that's Jesus, right. right now, if you died for it, we want okay so i'm going to tell you another story so this is a service in kentucky this is just before COVID dropped you know uh this is the third church that i've ever been to there it's just awesome you know this 80 year old guy comes up for and for prayer and he's surrounded by people you know helping him walk up and i'm just like okay you know what do you need prayer for and he's like uh he has trouble with his vision. And I'm like, okay, great. So I hold out my finger like this, like four feet from his face. Okay, just to test, how many fingers am I holding up? And he is just looking off to a corner and they're like, yeah, he can't see. And I'm like, oh, really blind. <laughs> not legally oh. blind, not a little blind, not blind. I need thick glasses, <laughs> like yeah. really blind where you need people to escort you to the front. Yeah. And when you're 80 something, you don't have a lot of time on earth. So you could be thinking like, you know, why, why heal that guy? Like really how much more time God's promises. There's not an expiration date on the blood of Jesus. That's right. What if you have your last breath, why not be healed on it? Like, <laughs> There's Jesus no expiration date. I love that. I'm going to use that. There's no expiration date on the blood of Jesus. Come on. <laughs> right. That's right. Oh, that's so Praise good. God. Let's go. So we pray. We're praying. And it's one of those like progressive healings where you pray a couple times and then now he can see numbers. Then you pray a couple more times. And then he begins to weep and the love of God is just pouring oh, and he Jesus. just cannot believe this is happening. And we're all crying. And I take a couple more steps back and then, and then I could, I could tell he was just overcome by love of Jesus. And he almost didn't want any more prayer at that moment. Yeah. So even if it's, that's you, if you've experienced healing in your life mm. and you're like, wow, this is good enough. This is just good enough. I can live with this. This is good enough. No, Jesus wants to do more. Like, just receive all of it today. Like, yes, every little touch from Jesus is overwhelming and it's beautiful. But you know what? He has so much more for you. He has so much more for you. So I said, no, let's just keep going. And then we prayed and we prayed. And by the end of it, I was as furthest as you can get in the sanctuary. And he was listing off one, five, three. He could read all the numbers. And we were all just rejoicing. Praise God. The blind will see. Yes. Amen. Amen. And the last one I'll share. And that was the, during this service. This was a man who experienced an injury and it caved his chest in where it chipped his sternum bone. Mm. And the actual bone grew back underneath <laughs> our hands as we prayed. Like I could feel a gap. And then all of a sudden I could not feel it anymore. And I went, okay. So I took my hand out and I said, can you check what's going on? And he's like, pressing as hard as he can. He's like, 
Wow, the bone's back. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord. There's nothing missing right now from you that God cannot give you. You have maybe have had organs out. You have maybe had surgery and things removed. You may be believing for pregnancy, but your, you know, organs were removed. You from surgery. I've had a hysterectomy or whatever, and you've removed those reproductive glands and organs. No, you can get what you're missing right now. If God made it from the beginning, how easy it is is it for him to do it again, okay? So in the name of Jesus, I just pray every limitation, God, that we've put on you, we actually repent for that, Lord. It's it it's offensive to our carnal minds. We lay our carnal minds at your feet. Yes. And we we say, Lord, offend it. Whatever whatever we need right now, we we believe, but Lord, heal our unbelief. Mm-hmm. Heal our unbelief, Lord. We come to you not in fake faith, not in phony faith, but we come to you exactly how we feel, exactly what we know, and we say, Help us, Lord. Yeah. Help us, Jesus. You didn't turn away one that came to you in any question. Even when they asked, was it your will? Even when they did not believe, you still set them free, Lord. So we come to you in honesty and in truth, in our condition, whatever it is. So I'm going to pray right now. I've I've written down some things that I believe the Lord is healing right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pray for these at the moment. I'm just going to say them. And I want you in some way, if this is something you can test, to just begin to test it and just allow the Holy Spirit to move upon you right now in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I heard was just female issues, cycle issues, things that happen when they shouldn't, things that don't happen that should. And in Jesus' name, I know those are being healed right now complications with surgery complications with surgery well surgery has gone wrong and they've left you in pain just begin to move in the name of jesus do something that you could not do before the holy spirit is in the room with you jesus himself is ministering to you Mm. in the name of jesus in the name of jesus move be free and this, I, and the same thing, I see cysts, masses, and tumors dissolving. Cysts, masses, and tumors. Some of these you can feel. Some of these you will need tests for. If it's a kind that you can feel, just place your hand on it right now. Thank you, God, that it is shrinking right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, all of it dissolve, dissolve to nothing. Right now, continue to shrink down, shrink down, shrink down, dissipate, dissipate, dissolve. I see it dissolving right now. Dissolve all the way. Any cyst, any mass, any tumor that does not belong on your body, we command it to go now. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, PTSD, head trauma, feeling like you never got yourself back, 
feeling like you never got yourself back. I feel like that's after a pregnancy, like you were never yourself again. Postpartum depression, Hashimoto's. Mm. We command these things to leave you now. Jesus. Every disease that touches the immune system, any autoimmune disorder, we command in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Leave your body. You are not a gift from God. You are not a humbling tactic from God. You are That's actually right. a tool of the enemy. We found you out. Devil, you leave that body. Every sickness, every attack in that body, we command everything that you've stolen. Autoimmune disorder, I command you to leave now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I feel the power of God leaving me now. Thank you, God. I feel it going out into you. In the name of Jesus, be free of autoimmune. Be free of postpartum. Be free of Hashimoto's. Be free of PTSD. Right now, in the name of Jesus, cancer, you're a liar, you're a thief. You've come only to kill and destroy and to do the devil's bidding. Yes. No, in the name of Jesus, we call you out. You are defeated right now. The blood of Jesus is against you. Every cancerous cell in your body, we command it to be burnt up in the name of Jesus. Every rebellious cell that is resistant to the blood of Jesus, to the call of life for you, we command it to come into alignment. Yes. We resist you now. Yes. Let the kingdom of God, let the kingdom of heaven evade your body. Yes. Take ownership right now over every cell. Cancer, you die. We curse you now. Every word that's spoken over you, mm -hmm. every lie spoken over you, we break those things. In fact, we even bless the ones that have done that. We that's forgive right. the ones that have cursed you and that's we right. bless them. We send heaven their way. We send favor their way. Exactly right. And mm -hmm. we take authority over that cancer. Mm -hmm. We say, get out of that body now. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Diabetes is leaving right now. Diabetes, you get out of the body. You get out of the body. Clinical depression's leaving. Panic is leaving. Anxiety is leaving. Thank you, God, that in this moment, uh, children with learning disorders. Jesus. ADHD, dyslexia, yes, all of it, autism, autism, command function to the brain, yes, fully functioning. Thank you, God. Even where when children could not go to the bathroom themselves, I thank you that today will be the day they can do that. Yes, they can form complete sentences. I bless the learning parts of the brain. I bless the brain to receive information, and also the places to give information, the output of the brain, the speaking functions, any place that's mute, any place that's stuck with fear, we command that to be loosened now. In the name of Jesus, every type of disorder of the brain, we command you to be made whole, be free in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I have everything on my list. So, Kim, you can go and pray whatever you want. I just want to just lift up Doug Schneider right now, a, an apostolic leader in Canada who is a very close friend of mine, and uh, he's uh, being treated for brain cancer right now. So, Father, right now that we just agree for him in Jesus' name, we tell cancer to go. 
We just use the blood of Jesus against every cancer cell in the name of Jesus. We curse it to death in Jesus name. And we tell it to leave his body, leave his brain, leave the skull, leave any part of his body right now in Jesus name. We just speak to your body, Doug, and we say that it will, that it will come into agreement and alignment with the word of the Lord for healing. And you receive the healing virtues that come from the Holy Spirit by the name of Jesus right now in the name of Jesus. So be healed, Doug, be healed in Jesus name. Father, we just ask that every test now that comes would show Lord God healing in Jesus name for Sally Wilson, Lord God, in the cancer in her body, we curse it in Jesus name. We tell it to leave her body and we command her body to be healed in Jesus name right now, right now, right now, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Father, for every thyroid condition, Lord God, cysts on the thyroid, Lord God, hyperthyroidism, hypothyroidism, in Jesus' name, we just command those hormones to come into alignment with normal function, in Jesus' name, that every a chemical in their body would come into agreement with normal function, in Jesus' name, we command the thyroid to be healed right now, in Jesus' name, barrenness, I call you out in Jesus name. And I call you off of bodies in the name of Jesus. And I speak to the women's bodies in Jesus name, where you have experienced barrenness. And I just command your ovaries now to function, to, to produce healthy, fully, uh, fully matured eggs, to release them at the right time in the right moments. I command every, every hormone in your body to come into agreement, into alignment, to normal function, into harmony with the other hormones in your body in Jesus name name to receive conception. We speak life into your womb right now in Jesus name. We speak life into your womb. We speak every blockage of the, of the fallopian tubes to be removed now in Jesus name, in Jesus name. And for your uterus to be, to be fully, uh, fully matured and receiving of eggs and, and protecting of those eggs in the function of a woman's body in Jesus name, in a reproductive system, in the name of Jesus, we just call it into just into normal function in Jesus name and just command healing over every bit of that in Jesus name for cysts in the in the uterus for, for benign cysts, not, not cancerous, but benign cysts. We just curse those in the name of Jesus. I command you to dissolve and to completely leave the uterus now in Jesus name and make it a safe place for, uh, for eggs and for a baby to be birthed and to be housed and to be delivered in the name of Jesus. Thanks Lord for that. Thanks Lord for that. I just, there's some, a carpal tunnel in the right in the right wrist, it just keeps, my right wrist keeps bothering me and I don't have any problem there. So Father, in Jesus name, I just release healing over carpal tunnel syndrome. Lord God, especially in the right hand, in Jesus name, that whoever's listening right now, you'd receive healing and that you would have full mobility in your hand and in your wrist, in Jesus name, all pain go, all pain go in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Thanks, Lord. Lord, if there's anything else, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come right now. We thank you, Lord. You are a healing God. Yeah, just heart issues and blood flow. We bless the heart system, the blood flow, any blockage, we command it to be removed. Mm -hmm blockage in arteries, 
fear surrounding it, fear surrounding heart failure. Yeah. I feel like someone in particular, you say, I have a family history of these heart attacks and strokes, and you're very concerned about your heart. And you've even gotten like doctor's reports pointing in the direction and you think, oh, I'm just going to go that way. No, we break that curse in, in Jesus name. Yes. And we say, be free right now. Every blockage in the heart, open up any type of heart disease. We command it to leave now perfect blood flow in your body, mm -hmm. perfect blood flow in your body. And I'm coming back to, uh, wow, just feel the power of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. Your presence is amazing, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, your presence is amazing. Thank you, Father. Uh, complications from birthing to the mother or child. Complications mm -hmm. from birthing to the mother or child. We pray healing into that. In the name of Jesus, be free. Be free. Yes. Be free right now. Be free. Be delivered. Yes. Be delivered. Thank you, God. I see someone hitting the floor and screaming, being delivered right now. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank fatigue you. syndrome, chronic fatigue syndrome yes. is leaving your body. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Jesus. Thank the you. pain that shoots, random phantom pains that are on your body. Uh, the doctors haven't diagnosed this. That's a lie. That's a demonic attack off of the body. Now you're being delivered in the mighty name of Jesus right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Bacteria, bacteria that's been ill-regulated re in your body. We command a regulation to the bacteria in your body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Fibromyalgia. God wants to heal you right now of your fibromyalgia in Jesus name and where uh, you have been, you have been called just a hypochondriac. Uh, it's not true. It's been attack of the enemy in Jesus name. We take authority over that. We break its power over you in Jesus name, in Jesus name, be free, be healed in the name of Jesus. All pain go in the name of Jesus. No more fibromyalgia. Thanks, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, Lord. Thanks, Lord. So I don't have a, I don't have a, word of knowledge for this, but I have been going after mental illness now for a couple of years. And so every time I pray for healing, I want to pray for mental illness. It tears families apart and it breaks my heart. And I know it breaks God's heart. So whether you yourself, if you're listening, have are struggling with mental illness, whether it's bipolar disorder, personality disorder, schizophrenia, any, any of the mental illnesses, even if you're on the spectrum somehow, um, or if you have a family member who is, I want you just to stand in agreement with us. 
uh, for that family member. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we know mental illness is not is not your design, Lord God, for the brain, for the chemicals in the brain, Lord God, for the imagination, Lord God, for, for the function of the body and the brain in Jesus' name. And so we curse mental illness. I command freedom from mental illness. I just command right now in the name of Jesus for every connection in the brain to be remade, reformed, recreated in Jesus' name. We just speak to all the hormones and the chemicals in the brain, the firing in the brain to return to its normal function in Jesus' name. We command those those who are affected by mental illness right now to come into their right mind, to think right thoughts, to be invaded by the Holy Spirit, receive healing right now in Jesus' name. We rebuke the enemy or any witchcraft, any form of curse, any any form of generational uh, curse that has come through the family nine, any form of, of inheritance that has come through the family nine to affect you in Jesus' name. And we just command now a reversal of that and reversal of every effect in your body and in your function right now in Jesus' name. And I just command healing to every form of mental illness, bipolar, be gone. Schizophrenia, be gone in Jesus' name. Personality disorders, be gone in Jesus' name. Be gone. Be gone right now. All healing of every form of mental illness. I just invite you, Holy Spirit, right now into the lives of those people in Jesus' name. We ask all fear, all paranoia, Lord God, narcissism comes to my mind in Jesus name, be healed, be free from that in Jesus name, in Jesus name, in Jesus name, every addiction, I know, uh, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder comes to my mind in Jesus name, be free from that, be free from that right now, right now, receive your healing in the name of Jesus we cancel that assignment of the enemy. We just, we just receive and release and appropriate the shed blood of Jesus over your mind, over your body, over your, over the, the chemical balance in your body, in Jesus name, in Jesus name, no more nightmares. God, no more, no more false ideations. We just rebuke a lying spirit in the name of Jesus. We invite you, Holy Spirit, right now, right now, into the lives of those who suffer with this debilitating, debilitating lie and affliction of the enemy. In Jesus' name. Thanks, Lord. You are so good. Thanks, Jesus. I believe in you, I believe in you, you're the God of miracles, I believe in you, I believe in you, you're the God of miracles, the God who was and is to come. 
the power of the risen one, the God who brings the dead to life. You're the God of miracles. You're the God of miracles, the God who was and is to come, the power of the risen one, the God who brings the dead to life. You're the God of miracles. You're the God of miracles. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. You're the God of miracles. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. You're so great. You're so beautiful. You're so kind. You're so merciful. Thank you, Jesus. We love you so much. We love you so much. We love you so much. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God. Yeah, yeah. I almost, I just hardly feel like I want to say anything. But it's time to go. Thank you, Joshua, for being my guest for these last three episodes. It's been amazing. I love you very much. And I'm so proud of you and all that you are doing and how you are stepping out in faith. And, and you are doing the things that God has called you to do. And I just bless you. And, uh, and I ask God to just continue to promote you and advance you and open doors for you and give you even more testimonies to share. I just feel his pleasure over you. He's so proud of you. So for everyone who is listening, receive your miracle. He's the God of miracles. He is good. And he's, he's too good to not believe. Get that song. Listen to it. Fill your life with worship. And just receive. Just receive. Just receive. He has so much to give you. So we bless you. I hope you've been blessed by our time together. And I hope you'll join me again for another episode of Move Forward with Dr. Kim Moss. Thank you for joining us for the move forward podcast we would love for you to rate this podcast and share it with a friend you can connect with dr kim on social media for those links and more visit her website kimmoss.com host dr kim moss leads kim moss ministries and women of our time she is the author of prophetic community the way of the kingdom facing ziklag and the four questions you can find those books on amazon Remember, never throw away your confidence. It is time to move forward.